now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Living Well with Janet, where we explore what it means to live well. I'm your host, Janet, a yogi, meditator, plant-forward eater, and all-around wellness enthusiast. I'm also a second-generation Asian-American woman, an experimenter, and a deep thinker. Join me in my conversations and contemplations on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, and environmental aspects of living well. Today, I want to talk about grief and grieving. But before we get into that, I have been trying to think of some sort of like intro segment for my show. Kind of like how Mel does the most recent thing she Googled and Helen does her giggle and drool. I've tried like quotes and poems here and there, but I don't know, it just hasn't really been sticking for me. So I'm going to try something new, which is a wellness practice or thing that I'm currently into. Recently, I have been testing or, you know, playing around with sleep compression. And it's this concept that you basically have to go to bed at a certain time and wake up at a certain time and be very regimented about that for a certain period of time until you get your sleep together. That means, though, that there are going to be potentially multiple nights where you're not sleeping very much. Because if you are like me and you're kind of all over the place with your sleep, you'll find that some nights you get good rest and some nights you don't when you just try to stick really deliberately on a certain schedule. So that's what I'm doing. I might do an episode about it. If you're interested in sleep compression, let me know in the comments or send me a DM. But yes, that's my wellness practice for the moment. So back to grief and grieving. Whenever I go into a topic, I usually like to think about what it means and, you know, kind of ponder that a bit. And uh, when I looked up grief, the definition is that it's a response to loss. And grieving is the process of coming to terms with that loss. Now, grief, it can look like sadness, it can look like anger, it can be nostalgia, jealousy. It really can be any emotion, and grieving is the experience of navigating those emotions and adjusting to a new life, which is life without that thing or person that you lost. For some people, when a loss happens, whether it's in the form of a death, a job, a breakup, whatever it might be, they feel the feelings right away. Like their emotions become unsuppressible and it just gets, you know, it comes like pouring out of them uncontrollably. For me, I usually will cry a bit in the beginning, but then I soldier on. I start to focus on the logistics and I busy myself with to-dos. And it's only when things calm down that the feelings really come. And sometimes that's months, years later on long solo car drives, during a meditation, when I hear a certain song, when I see a dog that looks like his, you know, stuff like that. 
You can call it second-gen oldest Asian daughter syndrome, but when shit hits the fan, the logical side of my brain takes over and I just go into problem-solving, planning, and, you know, logistics mode. Some people, <clears throat> my therapist, also say that this may be because I've experienced great pain in my past. Forms of pain that felt almost life-threatening. And because of those experiences, I'm afraid and closed off to being vulnerable. The type of vulnerability that is necessary for you to really feel your feelings. Because my body and my mind, on a subconscious level, feels unsafe and goes into fight-or-flight mode. And while I have done a lot of work to allow myself to be vulnerable and to try and really feel my feelings more immediately in the moment when things happen, I am forever a work in progress. So when I went through a big breakup back in August, yes, I did cry when it initially happened, but almost immediately after, there was just so much that I was able to focus on in terms of logistics, of moving out, figuring out my new living situation. And then my car got stolen, so I was working through all of that. And it really was only recently, months and months later, that there has been more downtime, which means more time for me to really process and think and feel about all of the things this past relationship and this breakup meant for me. So I wanna share with you the story of how I found myself alone in my car on the traffic line streets of LA, bawling my eyes out to Taylor Swift blasting in my car. So here's the story. The other day, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know those mornings where you get up and you're just like, ah, oh, crap, did not sleep well. Um, I'm feeling kind of fuzzy-brained, really brain, brain foggy, and just not great energy. You know, I still tried to fight through it. I had a good breakfast. I did my meditation. I was getting to work. But by the time the afternoon came around, I hadn't gotten things completed on my to-do list. Like, started a couple things, but everything was just kind of feeling a little bit in limbo. And so I decided that I was going to go to a coffee shop because sometimes when I change up my physical space, it helps me focus better. This particular day, I decided to try a new coffee spot, Specialty Coffee in LA, if you have been. And if you know LA, we have some great coffee shops, but trying to figure out parking can be a bit of a challenge. But I found myself a metered spot right outside in front of the shop. And I thought, how convenient. I tried putting my card in the meter, but it wouldn't take it. You know how sometimes the screen gets a little like blurred out? And so I could tell it wasn't reading my card, but since the parking spot was right in front of the shop, I knew that I could see it if I went inside. And also there were other cars parked in front and in back of it. So I'm like, okay, this is a safe spot to park. I decided to just take my chances and thought, you know, if someone gives me a ticket, I'll be able to see them through the window and come running out. So I go inside, I order my matcha, I sit down and I start journaling. I look up periodically to check on my car through the window. Okay, it's fine. Go back to journaling and listening to my music. Every couple minutes, pop my head up. Okay, it's fine. It's still there. And the next time, the next couple minutes go by and I pop my head up. Oh shit, it's not there anymore. I must have gotten lost in my journaling because when I looked up, Suddenly, it was gone, and I bolted out of my chair, leaving my backpack, my phone, and my ear pods behind. I go rushing out the door, I turn my head to the right, and I see, one and a half blocks down, a tow truck with my mom's car that I'm currently borrowing because my car was stolen, hoisted on the back of that tow truck. 
I see that it's momentarily paused because I think it's picking up another car, but it looks like the guy is getting back into the, the driver's seat, just about to take off again. And I go running as fast as my legs could take me, screaming, hey, hey, like literally with one hand outreaching forward as if I could grab that truck and pause it. But alas, I am not fast enough and it's too late and the truck starts driving away. But at least there was the name of the tow yard and its phone number painted in big numbers across the truck. So I was able to remember that. And I walk back to the coffee shop in total defeat, grab my phone, I call a car and I head to the tow lot. I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of my friends are now getting on that baby train. If you have a friend who is also expecting or have little ones still in diapers, I always recommend Pampers Swaddlers. With Pampers Swaddlers, you can also rest assured that this diaper will prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Swaddlers has dual leak guard barriers at the legs to help protect where leaks happen most. And they have a blowout barrier, which is an innovative back pocket built into the diaper to help prevent those messy leaks up the back. Did you know that on average, babies will use up to 8,000 plus diapers before becoming potty trained? That is a lot. That's why Pampers Diaper Stash is the hottest baby gift for 2024. So give a gift to a loved one that says, we see you and we've got you. Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund that all parents with little ones will love. You can organize friends and family to contribute to a group gift of an online stockpile that never has to run out. Pampers Diaper Stash is great because it takes the guesswork out of choosing what size and how many diapers to gift. It's so easy to do, and it's the gift that always fits. Now, at this point, I am still worked up. I'm feeling a little bit wrongfully done because, you know, I feel like, okay, if I was parked there over time or if the time ran out, couldn't you just give me a ticket? Did you really have to tow my car? I get to the tow yard and I'm talking to the people at the lot and realize that the specific streets that I was on, Olympic and 6th in LA, get super jammed up during rush hour. So they are very, very strict about the parking in that area. It's one of those situations in LA where there are like four parking signs on top of each other and you have to figure out which one is the one that is supreme in, I guess, the negating all the other ones. But either way, through conversation with them, I realize, okay, this is a battle I'm not going to win. I was definitely in the wrong. I'm not going to be able to negotiate my way out of getting any of the fees lowered or taken down. So in state of further defeat, I just pay the fine on top of the ticket that I got and I go into my car and I proceed to drive off and think, damn, what a waste of an afternoon. Still feeling kind of like sleep deprived and fuzzy brained. And now I'm down like 500 bucks. I start driving away and I just start crying. It was like the straw that broke the camel's back on this really shitty day that I was having. I was feeling so angry at myself that I was careless enough to chance it and let this happen, that I felt so crappy about the waste of money and the fine, Ugh, and I just felt so alone. And then I started thinking about him, and I imagined his smile and the feeling of being in his arms and the security and the warmth of his embrace and his low voice that would usually tell me it's all going to be okay. And I thought about all the ways that we planned our life together. And then I started feeling all these feelings of guilt of all the ways that I fell short in that relationship. 
the pain of patterns that I couldn't break from past experiences of where I learned to love and a lot of the tragic sadness and suffering of some of those past circumstances. I felt the sting of loneliness and the overwhelm of having to be out in the dating pool again whenever I was ready. And I bargained with myself that, you know, I could be alone, maybe with such a full, beautiful community of friends and family around me. I could exist in this world as a single person fully and happily. I drove and I drove honestly to nowhere in particular, just kind of mindlessly stopping at stoplights when they turned red, just listening to Taylor Swift and ugly crying my eyes out to these thoughts and these feelings. And you know what? It felt so good because I had moments of tears before, but I just hadn't had like a really, really good, strong cry. I wasn't just grieving the loss of our relationship. I was also grieving the potential loss of a future that I imagined with a partner, the potential loss of having children on my own, and the potential loss of a partner that I thought I could be, someone who is vulnerable, emotionally engaged, and just good enough. I'm also realizing that grief is not so contained because it can stir up related past pains. Sometimes grief is not something that you can cure but rather something that you learn to live with. And even though the passing of time does make things better, some forms of grief we experience for the rest of our lives because it takes that long to process all of those feelings that it is attached to. And you know what? That's okay. So that's the most recent experience I've had of my grief. And, you know, I wanted to share that to highlight that grief can look different for everyone. Sometimes it's debilitating sadness at the beginning of an event, you know, like what you see in movies of the person who's just staying inside at home in their PJs, eating ice cream from the tub. And for others, grief looks like getting to work right away, fixing everything, not showing emotion, and then only later letting it come out in a completely unrelated setting. But you know, both are valid forms of grief, and both are okay. Thanks for listening to my story, and honestly, thank you so much for being there and supporting me through my grieving process. I truly, truly appreciate you all. You know, I honestly sometimes, as overwhelming as it can be to have to put out content that is so personal, oftentimes it feels a bit like a lifeline for me to be receiving your messages and to feel as if I am being heard through your listens, through every time that you click play. It really does bring me a sense of contentment to know that I am not alone, that um, I can also help others through sharing my story. So uh, thank you. Thank you all. I really, really do appreciate it in ways that words cannot capture. If you enjoyed this episode, um, leave a tear or a crying emoji in the comments of the IG post. And if you have any tips on how you have been able to grieve the loss of something, please share them either in the comments or you can DM me personally. I always feel like it's helpful to support each other in these experiences. And also, if there are certain topics that you want me to cover, please um, leave comments on the episode on Spotify because you can do that on Spotify. We have the ability to comment or you can do that on the post on Instagram or you can DM me on Instagram. 
Once again, I'm your host, Janet. I can also be found on Asian Boss Girl, the podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman, with my good friends, Helen and Mel, who also host their own shows, which you can catch on this same feed, new episodes every Tuesday. You can follow ABG on Instagram at Asian Boss Girl and me, Janet, at Janet W. That's Janet, the word double, and the letter U. Sending you all so much love. Thank you, and I'll catch you next time. 